This is the New Mom Show. Two sisters, two babies, and more than two cups of coffee. I'm Alexis. And I'm LaToya. And we're figuring out how to do new motherhood right along with you. Join us as we navigate the good stuff, the hard stuff, and the what the heck just happened stuff. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Y'all, I know I said that I was going to rebrand for this season, but it did not happen. As you can see, I have not re-recorded the intro yet to include the third baby that was born. <laughs> I have not redone the website yet. Um, but what I have done is loaded up tons of awesome interviews for this season. This is the most interviews we've ever done and also the most partners that we've ever had. And um, we have a new sponsor for this season as well, which I am really looking forward to telling you about. You're going to hear about that very soon. I'm just recording this little tidbit to let you know that you did not press on the wrong episode. This is season six. Season six. So thank you so much for all of you who have stuck with us and for all of you new uh, mamas joining our community, so, so grateful. We love doing this. I love doing this. This is LaToya and so happy to be back with you all. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Let's talk about toilet paper. Did you know that most toilet paper is made from cutting down trees? Regular toilet paper wipes out 27,000 trees a day. In my family, we have been gradually switching over to more sustainable and ethical brands for household goods, and that includes toilet paper. The company called Who Gives a Crap is an eco-friendly toilet paper company that delivers recycled or bamboo toilet paper right to your door. No need to lug bulky toilet paper from the store. And on top of being an eco-friendly brand, Who Gives a Crap is a profit-for-purpose company, and they donate half of their profits. Yes, half of their profits to help build toilets and improve sanitation in the developing world. We at The New Mom Show are so excited to be partnering with them because every purchase is good for you, your family, the earth, and good for the global community. And if you go to whogivesacrap.org right now and use the coupon code NEWMOM, you'll get $10 off your first subscription. That's $10 off your first subscription purchase at whogivesacrap.org. Who gives a crap? Good for your bum, great for the world. Okay, back to the show. Hello, new moms. Thank you for tuning in this week. Um, Alexis and I are here with another new friend that I'm really excited to share with you. I discovered her through the Wild and Free community, um, listening to a speech she gave at a conference or an interview that she was doing at a conference and she has an incredible Instagram feed. She's a beautiful designer, a homeschool mama, and Tiffany Hahn is joining us. Tiffany, um, just tell us a little bit about your family and where you're hailing from. Okay, so I live in Austin, Texas with my husband, Austin, um, and we live here with our two boys, Kyle and Thaddeus, and our dog, Jenny. Oh, cool. And how old are your kids? Eight and six. Yes, so they are year one and year three, three because we follow Ambleside, um, and they go by years rather than grades. Yeah. Very cool. I'm not familiar with Ambleside. Is that like a homeschool curriculum? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a classical, like, Charlotte Mason curriculum. Oh, cool. Nice. I 
really want to talk to you about homeschool, but I also really want to talk to you about beauty because I have shared one of the books, or no, no, I saved one of the books that you recommended about, what is it, like the beautiful family? I can't remember. It's on my book list, though. The Creative Family Manifesto? That. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you're so obviously creative, and you're clearly a designer, yes? Yes, I mean, I'd like to think so, I guess. (laughs) Okay, cool. So so tell us what you're passionate about. Oh, so many things. I feel like God gave me so many passions, and so sometimes I have to consolidate them. But I would say growth, um, like personal growth, Mm -hmm. is something I'm passionate about. Um, growth in my relationship with God, in my marriage, intentional parenting, home design, books, nature, homeschooling. Yes. Basically all of my favorite things. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely relate to those things. Okay. Awesome. So why have you invested in creating the home that you've created and that you post about? You know, growing up, I did not grow up in what you would call like a safe home. And so I had become really passionate about creating a safe home. And so um, what that to me, that's like what I surround myself with in my home, like your home should be your safe house, right? Like your sanctuary, your retreat, like the place that you escape from, from all of the things that are happening outside of your home, right? Like you come here to re-energize and to refuel and to kind of, I mean, to relax. And so I have felt like I never really had that growing up. And so I really wanted to um, create that for myself and my family and my children, I, I so desire for them to have that in their life, to remember that, and then know how to cultivate that in their own families when they grow up and they have them. Yeah. Okay, so when you say a safe home that you can relax in and that your family can relax in, what does that conjure up for you? Um, I think things that we love, um, beautiful things things that um, we can use in our day-to-day. So for me, that's books, that uh, is plants, textiles that are soft and, like, cozy, Um, color. Um, I love color. I'm looking (laughs) around my home trying to think, like, what what is it in my home that um, makes me feel safe here? And I think it's just... Uh, beautiful like pictures pictures that remind me of places that I love to be like nature I love oil paintings especially ones that are of nature and mountains and um so yeah I think it's just like it's having things in your home that are beautiful um to look at right like surrounding yourself with beauty so yeah that's so cool um Are you, do you have a background in art? I don't. Oh, but it's like just in you. That's cool. You know, it's interesting because I definitely don't feel like I, um, 
I definitely don't feel like I have always understood this side of me, you know? And so recently I was trying to figure out like what people always ask, like, how do you get good at home design? How do you get good at home decorating? And I, and, and I don't know what to say sometimes. Like, I don't know how to answer that because I didn't go to school for this and I didn't study this. And so I really tried hard to think about that. And I think it lives within all of us. You know, Um, I really do. I really think it lives within all of us. We can all create beautiful spaces and a beautiful home to live in. I think sometimes we have to get out. Like for me, I think it took getting out all of the trauma that I experienced and all of the like, I don't know, like bad, it sounds silly, but bad like vibes like that were living in me. Um, So that way like beauty could could come out, right? Mm. Like. I um, felt more courageous in like what I did with my home and the way that I painted. And we have like this um, swatch wall. It's right behind me, but you can't see it if you're listening um, that I painted. And I don't know, one day I just had the courage to do it. And so I feel like part of that is dealing with some of the things that were internal that weren't necessarily good to have inside of me, right? Like negative or like negativity or um, sadness or just a weight that I had carried around for so many years. And so I think processing that and dealing with that um, was really hard, but also really beautiful. Mm. And so now I feel like I can see things in my mind that are beautiful and then create it. So I think it lives within all of us. I think we just have to maybe sometimes do some soul searching. What an amazing concept that you can tap into your personal creative energy through healing. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful. Okay, I'm kind of tripping out a little bit because when I listened to you speak on the Wild and Free podcast at that conference, Mm -hmm. I think I thought, I think I mixed you guys up and I'm super, did you talk about trauma healing on that one? I did. Oh my gosh, Tiffany. Listening to you, I didn't know that was you. I thought that was Three Babies Mama. She did. All, we spoke together. Yes, but I think it was you that was talking about because you had sons, and I was looking at Three Babies Mama, and I was like, she doesn't have kids. She doesn't have boys. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm bringing this up because something that you shared was a huge turning point, like a pivotal part of my recovery process in the last year and a half. It was like right after I realized that I had been sexually abused and I was like coming to terms with that. And you said, I think it was you that said, um, oh my gosh, I think about it all the time and now I'm blanking out. You said the, essentially like the the cycle stops now. I am the person who ends it. And I remember sharing that with a friend and it was just this like huge, like powerful moment of oh, this is in my hand, like, you know, because when you go through, when you experience abuse, you don't feel empowered, so anyways, I'm just kind of tripping out, because now I'm realizing, like, (laughs) who you are, (laughs) and you've played a very significant role in my life in the last year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah, I can't believe I mixed you guys up, because I've listened to the conference multiple times, so I, whatever, (laughs) but now that you're talking, I'm like, wait, yes, okay. Um, you're fangirling a little bit. It's so great. <laughs> um, Tiffany, I wanted to ask, as you were talking about, like, building your home, um, 
how long have you been in the process of like I would say like curating this the home that you love um because I know for me like I I'm I don't own my home and I don't want to like patch walls up so I don't even have things hanging on the walls like literally in any room there's like nothing on the walls because I'm just like I don't know if I'm gonna live here but now I look at the walls I'm like what a bummer like ah it's so (laughs) empty you know and so I just want to know like how long did you did it take you to like process this and put together a home? Cause it is very, I like live at square one and even the thought of like square two is like so overwhelming to me. Mm. Yeah. So I think I really started getting into it like five years ago. Um, it was after, or even during a really like manic episode that I went through And I just started painting this like mountain mural in our master bedroom because I really needed our room, our master bedroom to be like, it had no furniture in it, nothing but this mountain mural in our bed because I just needed it to be empty. Like I needed it to be clear of clutter, clear of any sort of like visual, like, you know, the visual, um, there's a word, visual clutter, um, stimulation. Like I didn't want stimulation I have like night terrors all the time and so one of the things that helps me is to have a room that's completely clutter free and you know that's really hard for me if I have like a dresser out and like I just pile clothes on it and it gets messy really quickly um so yeah I painted this mountain mural and then it just hit me one day like wow this this mountain mural feels so it looks so beautiful and I was really proud of myself for painting it um and I thought well, I can create this in, in every, you know, every part of my home and it'll take time um, for sure. But I think that is when it like sparked in my mind. Like I just had this thing one day where I was just going to, I wanted to paint this mural and I did. And then um, it just started, it sparked from there and I just haven't stopped. Wow. The mountains, I really love the mountains. I think they were the big, one of the big things that helped me heal from a lot of the trauma, being outside in nature. It was such a hard time in my life that time because I couldn't really watch my kids. Oh, it was so hard. But I knew like everything in me wanted to, but physically I just couldn't. And so we spent a lot of time outside. I didn't want them to sit in front of the TV. So I went outside in nature every day and basically nature babysat them. And I just watched them play in the water watch them we hiked a lot so I would just that's what we did and now the boys love nature (laughs) and I got to heal so it was really a beautiful beautiful time hard time but very beautiful yeah did you want to say anything else Lex before I say anything um no I was gonna say that's really encouraging and um and I I like that you use this as like um a tool to help you process and like create a safe space for yourself which to me sounds really empowering to think that you know you feel kind of out of control when you experience trauma and as you work through it you really need to feel I wouldn't even say feel control but like you need to feel like like you have like you have choice here and so it's really cool to hear that you use that as like a a, like a healing tool yeah 
That's a really good point. Yeah, I think it's hard when you experience trauma because exactly for that reason, like you can't control it and it's happening to you, especially if it's like childhood trauma. You don't really know that there is something that you don't really understand that this is wrong, right? Um, And so it's happening to you. And so, yeah, you want to surround yourself with, like for me, it's it's surrounding myself with beautiful things. What the like ugly things don't overpower, right? They don't take over day to day. So it's important to me to be surrounded by beautiful things always. So that like darkness, that, that ugly doesn't, like I said, um, overpower. Do you also read poetry by any chance? Um, to the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. You were, as you're speaking, it's reminding me of because poetry has been a really healing tool for me. Um, and so people like John O'Donohue, um, who's an Irish Celtic poet, or even like Mary Oliver, who writes, you know, pretty exclusively about nature. They, it's these people who kind of see the beauty in the mundane almost, you know, it just like they're able to rise above. It's almost like, another level of consciousness, right? Where they can like see all these things that we're all looking at that we don't see. Anyways, as you're talking, it's kind of reminding me of that and it is inspiring me. Like I, I want to go back and look at some of those things and even share some of those things on the podcast because I think sometimes we need to, we need to even be reminded of what beauty is. And I guess it can be different to different people, but there is, I like C.S. Lewis talks about the universal morality of how like mm-hmm. people across faiths, across philosophies can understand a general what is good and what is bad, like in our core. And I think that poets do such a great job of like painting those pictures when we when we can't paint the pictures. I think you're so fortunate that you can paint the pictures. I like to paint. I'm not super great at it. It's fun. <laughs> I've done a couple of things and I'm like, hey, I feel good about that. But um, I think that poetry can be a really great resource for um, other people who are listening right now who are also trying to figure out ways to incorporate more beauty. Um, so how you kind of already answered one of the questions I was thinking of asking you, which is how does beauty impact your life and your family life? And it, I feel like you've kind of answered that already, but I'm just wondering if there's anything you wanted to, um, tag on to that. Yeah. So it's, you know, when I go out and look for things to bring into our home, like when we go thrifting or vintage shopping, um, I look at things and I, I kind of step back and I think like there are things that make you feel things, right? Like you see something and you're like, feel something in you. And you're like, oh, this is making me feel something. What is it making me feel? Do I like it or do I not like it? Yeah. That's going to determine whether I'm going to bring this home or not. And so when I look at pieces, so like I have this one like rug tapestry piece that I got, it's beautiful and somebody hand wove it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at it, I see hard work because they're carrying heavy things on their shoulders and they're, you, it looks, and they don't have a car and you can tell this is, this setting is in a different time period. Right. Um, but it, it, it makes me think of like hard work and it makes me think of the colors. The colors are so beautiful. And so life is hard, right? Like life can be hard sometimes, but if we put like, if we put, in the work, if we do the work to overcome, you know, hardship, suffering in life, Mm -hmm. um, we can create something beautiful. Right. And so I look at, I I look at different pieces in our home like that. 
yeah. everything means something, right? To me, anyway, I feel yeah. like when I look at things, I look at plants and I and I see how far my plants have come. And I think, oh, man, that's, it took a while for that plant to start. Like, we have pothos plants all, everywhere. And so as they start to grow their vines longer and longer, I think, wow, that one's really growing. Like, it's been growing for so long and maybe I should prune it or maybe I should hang it. Like it just makes me think of all the work it took for it to get there. Um, so yeah, I just think like, like you said, exactly what you said. And that's part of what's in my like Instagram caption. Um, just a mom trying to find the beauty and the banalities of this life. Yeah. You know, like just trying to find the beauty in the mundane. Yeah. And I think as a homeschool mom, like, sometimes my days are so repetitive, right? Sure. Especially now, during yeah. quarantine. Yep. Like, during all of this coronavirus, every day is so repetitive. So it's, like, really trying to find the beauty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you have a lot of access to the outdoors where you are even during quarantine? In Austin, yes. There are so many places here that have water and we just started a garden in our backyard and so that provides a lot of like beauty we run out of the house every morning kind of look and see how far the cucumbers have come if the tomatoes have turned red yet um so that's been really fun (laughs) yes Lex did you want to add on to that at all that's definitely up your alley I don't think so I just I was thinking about all the crap in my house that doesn't have any meaning and I don't care about when you were talking. I was like, what about this dumb rug? I don't like this dumb rug. What do I see? What do I think about when I see this dumb rug? I think it's dumb. It shouldn't be in my house. You know, that's, (laughs) so I I love that you're so, um, you talked about like intentional parenting when you mentioned your passions and I, that it's a part of that is like intentionally curating space for your family. And I feel like, that's something I want to do more, but I, I also like, I have like a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. So Ooh, yeah, I don't do a lot of intentional anything except keep everybody. And, uh, but like I have, a, I have, I'm finding myself as my son gets older and now he can like walk and run and you know, he's, he's a wild child, but it's awesome. I have a little more like space and I feel like, Oh, as I, you know, accumulate this space and time, which happens as I get older, um, that is something I would love to do is be more intentional because at this point with toddlers, you know, your main intent in your house is like put all the nice stuff up. So as they learn to climb, they don't touch it. But I can, I haven't really even thought about like, well, you know, making like, what about the stuff that I am putting up? Like, why am I putting it up? Because I love it. Cause it's valuable or cause it's fragile or break. Like, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many layers to what you're saying. But it's, it's so cool to think, like, you can be intentional about this over time and carry it a space that, like, you can look around and you, you feel and have a thought process about things in your home. That's beautiful. So I do feel that with my plants also. When I look at plants, I just think about, like, man, I can't believe I can keep all these things alive. But I don't think, like, those kinds of positive vibes when I think about my stuff necessarily. So I love that. Yeah. I kind of want to, I guess, Im, not what's the word, emphasize what you're saying for our listeners as well, that plants are really, um, I want to say easy, it's not always easy. Lexi is a master gardener and like she gardens for a living, so 
she could speak more on this as far as like <laughs> how easy it is. I have several plants in my house. We have a tiny pathos that Lexi um, propagated and gave me, or like we have a snake plant that's like huge now in the living room, and we do we have a vegetable garden in the backyard as well. And I I don't know, Lexi, you've said before like there's not really such thing as like a green thumb. It's just kind of like sometimes things die and sometimes they thrive and you do your best. So we've had, we've been fortunate to have a lot of luck with plants and that has been one of the most life-giving things in our space that makes me feel happy, I think, and light. And like, I remember I went through a season of depression when I was single and my mom was like, you need to go and buy yourself flowers like every day because having something alive in your house is going to make you feel more alive. And I feel like that has really been true for me. So even for our listeners who maybe feel intimidated by design, like myself, plants are a really simple way to incorporate that into your home as like a first step, I think. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people that I see like photos on Pinterest or Instagram and literally the room is just plants (laughs) and I feel something, you know, like it's just plants. I'm just like, right. Wow. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. I never really thought about it, but it is evocative and I guess it's probably just because it's alive, you know, like I always say, Oh my gosh, one of my favorite, favorite poems of all time is this poem. Actually, I'm just going to read it. Hold on. I'm going to get it. What a perfect place to stop to tell you about the Mighty Nest, Mighty Fix subscription box. Dude, I love the Mighty Fix subscription box. And what a perfect place to pause so that I can tell you about the Mighty Fix subscription box. You can get your box for $3, your first box, only $3. And I'm telling you about this because I love it. It's my favorite subscription box. It is an eco-friendly subscription box. So every month you can either pick out what your next fix is going to be or you can just be surprised and see what they send you. My first box, I got wool dryer balls. And since then, I've been adding on to my box every month because your add-ons get free shipping free shipping. It is so awesome. After your $3 subscription box, the boxes are only $11 monthly. I highly recommend it. It's been an amazing way to gradually go green and sustainable in our home. We are producing less waste, using way less plastic. I can't recommend it enough. So go to our show notes and you'll find the link there. You'll also see some of my favorite Mighty Fix products. Okay, let's jump back in. I was going to say about plants, um, I think it's also really cool to bring in something as a mom that you can take care of and that feels gratifying to you that's not your child. Okay, this poem, it's called The Pulse of God, and it's written by St. Thomas Aquinas, and it says, I'm just going to read a piece of it, um, and in the meadows my spirit becomes so quiet that if I put my cheek against the earth's body, I feel the pulse of God. And that has always, I mean, for years and years resonated with me because there is something about seeing things that are alive that are not alive because of you. That remind you that there's something bigger and greater and stable and beautiful outside of you. Whatever, you know, so that no matter, I mean, they know, people on our show, you guys know that Alexis and I are both um, Christians and um, I know that you are a person of faith as well, Tiffany. But I think regardless of what you believe, 
there's something spiritual that you can tap into in nature, in bringing the earth into your home in different ways, even in your food, I think. But yeah. Right. I agree. Yep. So I know you said like that, like several people have asked you, like, how have you gotten so good at design? Do you have any other tips for cultivating a space that is beautiful and like inspires creativity? Um, okay. Well, I, I'm thinking about this cause Alexis said it earlier, but definitely getting all the stuff out that you don't like. <laughs> okay. I love it. Is like key. Okay. Like, um, I, I've had over the years bought paintings just to feel like a wall, not necessarily because I loved it, but just because it was a blank wall and I wanted something to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think part of it is like, you have to do stuff like that anyway, right. To kind of figure it out yeah. the process. Um, so yeah, I think getting rid of the stuff that gives you like that. I don't like this. That's negative, right? You don't want that negative mm. feeling when you come home. You want to feel like I love this space. Part of that feeling, I love this space, is loving what's in the space. Um, uh, I think really figuring out like what brings you happiness, what brings you peace. So we have like a rock cairns around the house um, because those. One, they're so peaceful to look at. You know what I'm talking about? You know how they make the the towers with the rocks? Oh, yes. Um, so we have a, several of those in our house. And I've been wanting to make, like, a really big one. Um, that, I mean, when you look at it, it's the way that it is structurally. I don't know what it is, but it just brings so much peace. Mm. I've even thought of, like, painting it on a wall just because I feel like, oh, it's it just look so peaceful but I think part of it there's some symbolism behind that right like little by little the the heaviness of life gets smaller and smaller like mm -hmm. if you're willing to build and do the work like keep building on top of each other and do the work like it just I don't know like it just gets life gets better and better and I feel like you know life was very hard growing up and now I look at my life now and my life is so wonderful and so beautiful but there was a lot of work that had to be done to get here yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah I think bringing in things that um are things that you love I have decided I think one day I just decided I'm not going to care about what people think about the things that I bring in my home my mom or my husband sometimes he is totally amazing about me decorating our home he doesn't have any opinions which I'm so so grateful for yeah. um so I think bringing in things that you really love um even if you, even if it's weird even if it looks strange or weird like you love it so bring it in your home um and I think trying to bring in as much nature as possible so we've done that with the plants and the cairns and colors right like Greens, I love green. Green is one of my favorite colors. It reminds me of, you know, grass and trees and um, plants. Um, we love books. So we have them in every room. There are books everywhere. I love books. Books were an escape for me as a child. When I, you know, like as a child, I read so much. And I think a big part of that was because 
it allowed me to escape the reality of my life and kind of tap into a different type of reality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was adventure or, um, I don't know, just drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I love books. I've always had a very strong love for books. So we have them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, music. I love music. I connect to music on another level. Like I'm always crying when I listen to music. So we have a record player with fav- my favorite records. Um, and I will play that around like five o'clock. Frank Sinatra comes on. Yes. And that's when I cook. <laughs> There's just something about Frank Sinatra and cooking. Like, I don't know. I need to cook when I listen to him. Um, so I think just finding those little things that make your home, like, I don't know, like peaceful and comforting. I love hot tea. So when I start to clean a room, I will make a hot tea and I will set a 15 minute timer and I will drink my hot tea and clean that space for 15 minutes. And when I'm that 15 minute timer goes off, I'm done cleaning that space and I move on to another space, no matter how dirty it still is. And that, and usually you're done in 15 minutes. I know we're talking about what to bring into your home and how to design it. And I'm talking about cleaning, but this is amazing. This is what we're talking about cultivating a home experience. So this is like, I'm about to do all these things. Frank Sinatra is my comfort space. Like that was, okay, I'm just going to tell this story really quick. When I was 12, so it's before, our mom left when I was, I was 15. So we, I was 12 and I got this like really weird stereo system that I had in my room and, you know, home was just like, there was just, we had, there was a lot of issues. <laughs> so I would go in my room and the only radio station that this little weird stereo system would pick up was AM 1260, which plays American standards. So, you know, everybody at school is like getting down with like Maya and, you know, whoever is really cool at the time. I don't know. I, I literally can't even remember who we listened to growing up, like what was popular. Yeah. But I, and I would like learn all those songs so I could fit in and feel cool. But at home, Frank Sinatra was just like, that was just my comfort zone. And so now I still, I also have a record player and Frank Sinatra records. And I, but I'm like, oh, I don't listen to him that much anymore because I have a toddler. So we listen to Fancy Nancy and we listen to Frozen soundtrack and, you know, Magic School Bus stuff. And I'm like, wait, I live here too. I need to be playing me some Frank Sinatra. Yes. Thank you, Tiffany. This is good. Yeah, the boys really love Frank Sinatra. My youngest always falls asleep when I play it. Oh. It just soothes his little soul, I guess. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is amazing. Lexi, did you want to say anything before I wrap us up? I mean, I'm going to be really busy in the I last couple weeks getting rid of everything I hate in my house. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And, and adding in things I love. I love that. I love that it's not just about, like, get rid of things. It's, you know, over time when you see something you connect to. And also, when you were sharing about, like, colors and things like that, it's just really, like, I had a second where I've said this to Latoya, like, a million times. Like, I really struggle with my aesthetic because I, yeah, I'm, like, a gardener by trade and I farm and like I work outdoors that's why there's leaves in my hair because they just came from our like pilot program farm and so it's like 
I don't love the like farmhouse, like super hardcore Joanna Gaines situation, but it's mm-hmm. cute and I like a lot of it. And I don't love like a lot of color. My bedroom is like basically white, but in my living room, it's very, very colorful. And I like that. I like when the living room has color. So anyway, it's just taking me a long time to figure out like, what do I even like? And I used to live with this girl who was like, one of my best friends, Allie, she like knew her aesthetic so thoroughly and like mm-hmm. had so much beautiful stuff. And when I lived with her, it was like all her stuff. And I just loved it. And then when I moved out and got married, I was like, I don't have anything. <laughs> it just like hit me so bad. Like, uh, none of this stuff is mine. <laughs> so yeah. even yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what I like. But when you were talking, I kind of figured out what I like. So I think I, I'm going to. I'm going to dive into that. So, yeah. Thanks, Tiffany. So, yeah, that's really, that is, that's a great tip, right? Like to try to find your aesthetic because you know it, you just have to sit down and really think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to sit down and really kind of name it. I think Nate, just, just name it. Like I really love um, mid-century modern, but like vintage and, and honestly, like, I don't even know what you would call my aesthetic because I just, I like random things and, and exactly like you were saying, Alexis, I like a lot of color in our living space, but in our bedroom, I don't like a lot of color. I like want like maybe a couple of colors, um, but very muted because I like it to come be very peaceful and not overstimulating. So every room has its purpose, right? And every room serves a different purpose and it's all about like how you want that room to feel. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, this is so great. Okay, hopefully Zoom doesn't cut me off because it's, like, giving me that flashing warning. I was, like, trying to upgrade it, but I'm, like, whatever. It's just going to end. Um, <laughs> so, Tiffany, I would love to um, have you back on the show to talk about homeschooling one day. Also, I kind of want to ask you to, like, be a mentor, but I don't want to put any pressure on you, so I'll just message you. I love you. Because <laughs> um, you are further ahead of me in the healing process and things you were saying I was just like oh I need that oh I need help with that so anyways super grateful that you made time today thank you thank you guys this has been so fun to do this with you too cool so I will it's about to cut us off any minute now but I will email you um with details moving forward so I can let you know when it's going to drop and all that stuff and hopefully to connect with you personally as well at some point I'd love that thank you ladies have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Get the show notes at thenewmomshow.com. And don't forget to subscribe so we can stay in touch. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes so we can reach more new moms like you. New, new moms, moms out. out.